This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Joker's Mustache. I am Vince Russo. Wow. I am here with Louis is the worst, the great R.D. Reynolds. Bro, you are now, I mean, the minstrel was your guy mm-hmm. for the longest period of time. Now we find someone worse than the minstrel, bro. First of all, I, I while I do appreciate it, you always call me the great R.D. Reynolds. Yes. You always absolutely. seem to go like that. Yeah, it's not really accurate. The great. Because it's a hyperbolic statement. Kind of like people may look at this and say, this is a hyperbolic. It's not. Can we just all accept he was the worst? He was on this show three times. We Bookworm, gotta be- who we said was great. Yeah. Well, we got to give him the, we we got to give him the benefit of the doubt, bro. Was it no. was it the character or was it lack of storyline and depth and verbiage? Let, let me ask you this, okay? If Frank Gorshin or Caesar Romero came in, it was given whatever the script is. Do you think, let's say Frank Gorshin came in, he was going to be Louis the Lilac. Do you think he would have played it the exact same way that Milton Berle that's did? Great, that, that, that's, that's Thank a, you. Yeah, because sometimes. We got, yeah, sometimes we got to make chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it to you there. So the this episode is Louis Lethal Lilac. Time. Huh? time let's go for it bro let's hear it time let's go original air date thursday january 11th 1968 your fun fact for the day this originally aired one year and one day before i was born wow very nice very nice Oh, the narrator joins us. Ambergate Bay, outside Gotham City, where the elite flee the heat, he tells us. So, I'm not saying you would have ever done this in your career creating entertainment for the masses. Okay? But when you saw this, did you, the first thing that, we saw we'll get into they must have been seeing their ratings were not doing well and so they said what would be something that if someone was flipping the channels we would want to put on and have it be the very first thing they would see their answer was apparently Yvonne Craig bending over in front of us in the tightest tights you ever saw and she's essentially just wearing tights and a sports bra am i making that up no you're you're dead on bro you you you're you're absolutely dead on yes it was an amazing red combo i went back and i did some research uh it it uh was rated five stars in the batman 66 observer newsletter okay so five out of five five out of five 
Yes. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. And, and deservingly so. Yes. So Babs is there to start. She's at Bruce. She's with Bruce in his beach house. And at first I was like, oh, they maybe they actually did go to the beach. Oh, look, there's the beach out there. You could see it. Then, no, it's not. It's just our old friend, the season three black warehouse. But I'm guessing you knew that already. Yeah, bro. They are so, so trying to save on budget. This is the reason, bro, I think they went away from the cliffhangers. So they didn't have to build those big devices, the, you know, the, the uh, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, bro, they are, they are, oh, yeah. I don't want to say a shoe stream, uh, a shoe string, but they are no. definitely budget conscious. Bro. No, they're, they're wearing loafers. They're, they don't have enough money for shoe strings. Yeah, 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 that's true, bro. That's true. So Bruce says that he doesn't use this beach warehouse or big beach warehouse, beach house very often he says but now it's probably going to get a lot more use because now that my youthful ward dick grayson is growing up he needs a place to entertain his friends what exactly did did bruce mean by that is he is he insinuating that uh dick holes orgies is that what you're getting at well, uh, apparently Barbara is there. The reason she's there is because she is going to be a uh, uh, whatever. She's she's going to oversee things. I don't know if she's going to instruct things or anything in that outfit. I I don't know what. I still I still have a. She was going to be a chaperone. I knew I'd get that yeah, right. I still have a problem with what they're insinuating and the age difference between Bruce Wayne and Barbara Gordon. Well, don't you worry because here comes Dick Grayson and his friends. Yes, Dick says, "Pretty sure we were followed here." He says, "All we did was we just picked up some old bottles." some driftwood, a bunch of stuff that looks like soaked graham bread. And Bruce asked the exact same question I had. Soaked graham bread? But I was asking because I have no idea. What on earth is graham bread? Never heard of it in my life. Okay. And so they go back and forth, and they discover this is actually, uh, you know, ambergris. I'm sure I butchered that. Dick says, you mean that stuff given forth by whales from which they make perfume? <laughs> Thank you, because I would have not known that in 10 million years. We are told it has a strange fixative quality, which allows perfumes to retain their scent. A lump this size should be worth a fortune on the perfume market. Is this stuff a shoot or all made up? I don't know. All I can tell you is Yvonne Craig, she was absolutely doing everything she possibly could to keep from bursting out laughing as Adam (laughs) West is giving this lesson on whale perfume manufacturing. Yeah. Mm. Two two goons come in. They're demanding the whale grease. So we get a shot. (laughs) Again, this may, this episode there the, the, obviously the budgets are very low but there was some 
horrific editing in this episode. So Louis the Lilac is there, and he's standing in a in in a doorway. And then it's you know it's very clearly he's standing on the set in the doorway. They say a couple lines of dialogue. They cut back to Louis. He is no he is he has like a purple background now yeah, or something. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so slipshod. Anyway, they decide they're going to kidnap Bruce and Dick. Right. Okay. So we go to the Bat Cave and Gordon calls Alfred. Alfred says, "I'm sorry, sir. Batman is out of town for a day or two." We do not, and it's only it's only Alfred. We don't get the reaction of, of Gordon. But I think we all know what that reaction from Commissioner Gordon would be, learning that Batman was going to be out of town for a day or two. Right. He's literally lying on the floor of his office, quivering in utter fear. Right. So we learn Bruce and Dick are kidnapped, and Alfred is, is like, very upset. And he's trying to cover his tracks, you know. He says, well, you, I mean, any citizen, of course, right. Gotham City would be shocked at such appalling news. We go to the perfume factory, the lilac perfume factory, the lair. And you know what it is. Black warehouse. Yep. It's got a couple of va- there, there, There was this. They did have a couple of big vats that had like come some kind of uh, pink smoke coming out. Yeah. So eh. we meet Louis Oriental Femme Fatale. Her name is, of course, Lotus. She starts rattling off. These are all the things that I need you and your men to get me. Scent pouches of Asapivian. Savet cats, <laughs> glands of muskrats, beaver, castor follicles, and of course, uh, Tequin from a herd of musk deer. Okay. Remember the witch that was with. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Mar- Mason, uh, Marsha, the Queen of Marcia, Diamonds. She was with Marsha, the Marsha Queen of Diamonds. Yeah. I don't remember what the which uh, Hazel or Helga or whatever. Helga, Helga, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, she was there. Uh, like, I, I'm sorry, she was not there. She, her, her magic potions would have had less obscure ingredients. Yeah, than true. what this woman wanted to make perfume. Right. Very, very, very specific. So, Louis turns to his men. Go, go get this stuff. And they're like, what? what? We don't we don't know what this is. And he's like, what are you, stupid? Go get it. You know, of course, he doesn't know either. But uh, <clears throat> Bruce and Dick, they're, they're tied up on the floor. And he explains, Mr. Wayne, you're going to remove those pouches from these animals. I hear you're an international sportsman and an authority on animals. What is that? 
something else that Bruce Wayne knows how to do. Perhaps it's another job that he has on the side. I was that he more, is he is yeah. basically a taxidermist, is what I it was sounds more, like, bro. I was more taken back by these are these are called scent pouches. What are we talking about here? It, it it started sounding very uh, kabuki-ish to me. I did a search for scent pouches, and you wouldn't want to know what I saw on the internet. Give me a give me a, a give me I, a little a little glimpse. I'm not. No, we're not going. We won't. Okay. Go there. So it is what I think it is. I don't know what it is. I, okay. Net nanny fired off. Wouldn't let me go any further. Okay. <laughs> so Bruce whispers to Dick, "Is they're tied up?" So, says, "Well, trying to reach Alfred on my two-way transistor wristwatch." He's whispering to Dick for the first time. This may have been the first time in show history. The villain actually says, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this villain's terrible, but at least he has like better hearing than anyone else ever on the show. Yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> he's, he's going to hold him for a million dollars in ransom. And Bruce is just like, it's really high price to pay for two average people. So... We go to Gordon's office. Babs is there. I, I know you're shocked that Barbara would be at Commissioner Gordon's office. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, we actually haven't seen her at the library in a couple episodes. But, but they may not have budget for that library anymore. Yeah, maybe. Next time maybe. we see the library, it may be a, a it may be the black warehouse with a couple books on a shelf. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so she's there. She's wearing a delightful green, lime green ensemble. It was very pretty. Apparently, Commissioner Gordon thought it was very pretty too. Because if you watch this whole scene, he is holding her and getting a big old bro, grab. That was so creepy, bro. I literally wrote, ew. I know, man. Because, I mean, you don't have a daughter. Like, I have a daughter. Like, never in a million years would I be in that position with my daughter. And it wasn't like he was just, like, had his arm around her shoulder uh, or anything. No, 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 no. He was right here. Yeah, that Maybe was. Maybe inching up a little bit. Yeah, that was gross, bro. That was very. I. Okay. Because we have caught this actor. Doing this at least once before. This was way more gratuitous yeah. than any other time. So I'm, I'm I'm keeping my eye on you, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Through the rest of this. Well, they're going to, at the police headquarters today, they're going to, uh, they've, they've put together some research. They have this new contraption, okay, <clears throat> that it, will allow them to, uh, with some rapid research, put together some film coverage of Batman and Robin's most outstanding exploits. Maybe we can find out some new crime-fighting techniques from it. So, this is two minutes of this episode where they are just showing clips from older 
better episodes. Yeah, and, and bro, I was just asking the question. Theoretically, who was shooting that stuff? Yeah, exactly. Right? Here they are. Here's Robin getting eaten by a clam. Yeah. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna right. film exactly. this while that happens. Right. Yeah, well yeah. Ah, I'm dying. Can anyone help me? No, I gotta get this on the film. Creative liberty, as uh, the great Vince McMahon would say. Creative <sighs> Uh, the the footage <clears throat> we get uh, shame, uh, we get the giant clam when they got turned into frosty freezes, uh, and then we're told King Tut, but we don't see King Tut. We literally just see the Batmobile going down the road. Yeah, you know. Okay, I've said a lot of bad things about this episode. I will yeah. continue to say bad things about this episode. The fact that they added in this other footage this highlight reel if they would have just done that for the whole 25 minutes it would have been 10 times better i agree with that i agree a best of so bonnie calls in we learn the zoo has been robbed robbed of the animals that louie was looking for so yes uh that is where louie is getting the animals it's not like some wild goose chase Maybe quite literally, uh, they do go to the zoo and, and steal these animals. So, go to Wayne Manor. Alfred is there in the front foyer uh, fielding questions from reporters. <clears throat> and he tells them, look, I don't know what's going on. I know they're kidnapped. And, you know, Mrs. Cooper is upstairs in a state of shock. I appeal to you to respect what is left of our privacy. So that they explained Aunt Harriet away, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the reporters leave, but but who's left behind? Why, well, it's the girl that's everywhere, Barbara Garden. Yeah. Apparently, she was okay, she was at she was at Commissioner Gordon's office. The next time we see her. I mean, it, it, in the show, it's less than two minutes. She's already at Wayne Manor. So yeah. she must drive that bite, Batgirl cycle must be really fast. Yeah. She says the phones have been crazy for hours. Barbara just, she just, she, and at this point, Barbara just walks through like she owns the place. Yeah. Like she yeah. doesn't, she doesn't care. She doesn't say, Alfred, can I talk with you? No, she just starts wandering around. Yeah. Wayne Manor. She goes into the study. She goes into the study. And so she's like looking around. The bat phone goes off. The bat phone goes off. She's in there. Alfred throws like a blanket or something over top of it so that she doesn't notice it. Now, you wouldn't see it, perhaps, but you would hear the exact same tone. Right. That the uh, whenever she's hanging out at Commissioner Gordon's office, I'm sure she's heard that sound before. So anyway, Alfred's like, uh, no, no, that's that's just ghosts. The ghosts of Wayne Manor. They make sounds sometimes. She then goes, "What a lovely bust of Shakespeare you have!" So she goes to hit it, and of course, if you tip that that back, it opens up, and you flip the switch, you go down to the bat poles. And he's like, no, no. Yeah. This part was good. This this, this part this was, was funny. very entertaining. Very entertaining. didn't have Bluey the Lilac in it. Anyway. <laughs> so Bab says, uh, you know, 
I guarantee you, this is Louis the Lilac who kidnapped them. Alfred's like, okay, go tell your dad. He's the commissioner of police. And Barbara says, I can't tell him. He wouldn't believe me. Right. What? He did before. So she says, uh, she, she's, she, her, her story is, well, I can't tell them that I know it's Louis the Lilac because then they don't know that I'm Batgirl. This is more or less what she was saying. And so she says, it's going to be very difficult without Batman or Robin to solve this, but maybe Batgirl can do something by herself. I should also note, Yvonne Craig looked exhausted here. Yeah. She had big bags under her eyes. Laid did, out. Did, did, did the makeup person get laid off too? Maybe, bro. Who knows? Who knows, man? <clears throat> the narrator tells us, uh, with Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson kidnapped, held hostage in the defunct fragrance factory while Louie, the lilac, and lovely Lotus plot to pillage and plunder the world of perfume. Give us a moment to untangle this trickily tangled skein. So we go back to the lair. We are halfway through this episode. We are halfway through this episode. Bruce and Dick have been tied up on the floor basically the entire time. Yeah. They have done nothing. Yeah. We go to, we go to Barbara's apartment. This was kind of comical. Yeah, this was good too. I mean, th- okay. this, I, I, I enjoyed this part of it. Okay. So she's having lunch. <clears throat> And Alfred, uh, she's on the, she says, Alfred says, I think I know where Bruce and Dick are because they have hit on the transistor radio. And he gives her the layer address. So she's like, okay, great. Charlie, it's time for Batgirl to go into action. She goes into her room to hit the switch and she finds a maintenance man there. Apparently, he's been getting complaints of a grinding noise, so he is there to fix it. He also says, you know, I noticed something about this wall. (laughs) It can revolve. (laughs) And she's like, you know what? It can. Would you like to see how it works? I was like, what? So he's like, sure. So she flips a little thing. Hits a button that says secret Batgirl room instant transformer. So hits that, spins the wall, and now the room is nothing. It's just a bunch of, it looks like somebody's closet. Yeah, yeah. Like just really covered good. with tarps and everything else. Yeah. Nice transforming that just threw blankets over things. Yeah. So <clears throat> she also says, you really shouldn't just randomly come into people's apartments especially not mine why why because i'm packing heat she literally said she has guns yeah and i am quoting an innocent maintenance man makes a pretty (laughs) good target what was this what was this all about bro holy smoke sister chill out 
I know, man. Right. He's like, I ain't ever coming into apartment 8A again. So he takes off. She then flips the thing again, hits the secret Batgirl instant retransformer button, and changes. Yep. So she's Batgirl's all ready to go. Narrator tells us, so once again, Barbara Garden begins her tantalizing transformation and shortly emerges from her secret exit as Batgirl. Even as the Batmobile arrives in Gotham City, the Batmobile arrives in Gotham City during a passing shower without a driver, which Alfred is explaining to his abducted employer. So uh, Alfred's driving the Batmobile to the lair. Bruce is hearing all this on his wristwatch, which, again, <clears throat> they're having a conversation. Bruce and Alfred on his wristwatch. Louis the Lilac is literally 10 feet away. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's just very not interested in everything. Let me write this down. Yeah. He did say he heard him mumbling about something. Yeah. So, Lotus is making some stuff. Kind of stinks. Baddies are all complaining as she laughs at them not liking the fragrances. Uh, Mrs. Deal, I should know. I should note this. Bruce Wayne is wearing this outfit. I don't even... Mrs. Deal summed it up best. She said, that outfit is very Fred. From Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. I did with the, the, with the I did, ascot. I enjoyed the ascot, though. I did enjoy the ascot. Why aren't you wearing an? You I should might, start sporting an ascot. Maybe week. next show. I will. We need to bring that back. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. So, anyway, Bruce is like, I'm not going to help you make perfume from animals. I'm just not going to do it. Criminal criminal mutilation. Well, yeah. Do you do you wear cologne? Yes. Do no, you really? not not really, not really. When you do splash on a little of the smell good, what do you wear? Um, the old school, Old Spice, nice. <laughs> old school, yeah. Hmm. We go outside. The Batmobile, Batgirl, and the police show up. The, the police are actually there. <clears throat> O'Hara has a, a, a his pistol pulled. I mean, by a, a gun. He has his gun. The other cop next to him has a looks like an assault rifle. That thing was like this big. Right. He was holding it like this. Gordon grabs a bullhorn and tells Louie and his goons to come out. Louie goes, I got my own thing right here and he just goes like this and apparently that was also a bullhorn i didn't understand that he says one move to interrupt what i have planned will result in the demise of millionaire bruce wayne and his youthful ward dick grayson i'm not adding that hyperbole that's what he said so the cops and batgirl are talking and they're like oh boy can't really do anything and They're literally talking just like you and I are. Right back and forth, face to face to Batgirl. 
And then, like, nothing, like, they just go, where'd Batgirl go? It's like, what? They didn't even, like, look away. They were literally looking face-to-face, and she just, did I mention the editing on this show was Yes, awful? you did. Yes, you did. Yes. <clears throat> so, Batgirl, stupidly, I should say, comes in to attack them all. Laughing as she does so, as she's wont to do, she is immediately foiled. Within like five seconds, they yep. just catch her, beat her down. And Louie's like, great. Now we have three hostages. And so he uh, says, what, what should we do? He asks Lotus. And she says, maceration, when the flowers are steeped in vats of hot oil. So the plan is going to be, they are going to boil Batgirl alive. Very nice. Very nice. By this show's horrific props. The vat that they put her in was not too bad. It was like a, it was like a glass case. Yeah. And they were going to pour oil in over top of her. So Bruce says, no, no, no. Let Batgirl free. And I will perform, and I quote, animal surgery. Yes. <clears throat> Louis says, okay, w- uh, that sounds great. They leave Batgirl in the vat. And he whispers over to Lotus, we're, we're going to kill her anyway. And she was like, Lotus says, and I quote, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. What is this woman? is super duper evil and i love it she might have been she might have been better to have been the villainess than louis the live oh she would have been a million times better yeah, absolutely <clears throat> no she wanted she wanted she was like we're gonna let her go he's like no we're gonna kill her and she's like oh good yeah i was hoping so i really want to i really want to boil this woman in hot oil yeah so the goons uh take bruce and dick to a room where the animals are and then they just leave. Oh, and, they, and one quick thing. If you thought, whenever I said they took them to where the animals are, if you thought for even this amount of time, this amount of time, we were going to see any of these animals on this show? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah, of course we're not, not going to see any of these animals. The, he had asked for, though, uh, Bruce Wayne, two glasses of warm water. Correct. Because so, they play a major part in newly perfected animal surgery. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so he did ask He asked for the water. Right, so he's got the water. They give him the water. Yes. Uh, Dick says, gosh, Bruce, those muskrats and musk deer sure are musky. Which, so, you know, there's a line. It's kind of, I kind of smiled faintly at it. Yeah. Bruce says it's time for Batman's latest invention. <clears throat> Instant unfolding bass, bat costumes complete with utility belts. It's like those, like those paper Chinese flowers they do when they're dropped in water. It's like, yes. So they drop them into this. We see a little piece of paper and you had to watch really close. Yeah. See a tiny piece of paper start to go like this. And then the next thing you know, Batman and Robin are dressed and ready to go. Full costume, yes. And so they go out front, 
where the police still are. And they're like, you know, Louis in there, but we we're going to we're going to bust in there. Batman says, and I quote, if you can loan us some of your strong shoulders, we'll break in the front way. He actually asked for help. You need help, man. You need from help. these dingbats. So we go inside. <clears throat> Batman and Robin, we go in. Batgirl is still in the vat. She could not possibly look more bored. Was she supposed to be like knocked out or something? Was she, well, she got she did get knocked out uh, earlier by the uh, the invisible spray from uh, his lilac uh, boutonniere. Remember? Thank you, thank you. Okay, so she was she was recovering. I yeah. thought Yvonne Craig was just completely bored. Yeah, no, I think she was knocked out. So, anyway, they go in. We get the fight. She is inside the container. Literally seconds later, she's swinging from a lamp. No I, explanation. Yeah. Nothing. She just vanishes from one place. Now she's not captive anymore. She's swinging in on a lamp. I do appreciate the fact that they used a slide whistle sound effect for when she came swinging in. Yes. So, flowers are smashed. Seed is spilled. There's lilac seed all over the floor. And somehow this lilac seed causes people to slip. But only if they're the villains, because (laughs) the heroes can walk through it just fine. Yes. Now, I know what you're probably saying. Well, what's Louis the lilac doing during all this? Is he getting in there and doing some fisticuffs? Of course not. He is literally sitting on the sidelines doing absolutely nothing. Look, God bless Milton Berle. And and props to him for getting this. I don't know what on earth they paid this man to do these three episodes. But whatever it was, whatever it was, was a million times more. Yeah. Than the effort he put into this. I'd love to know where his career was at this point. You know, I mean, you know, the Uncle Milty show was over. He kind of had his moment in the sun. Uh, this probably is not during, you know, a, a busy time in his career. <clears throat> so, thankfully, <clears throat> Batman does, I will say this. They didn't show her getting out of the of the vat. Okay. Batman does say, wait, how on earth did you get out of there? And Batgirl says, I used the Batgirl vat opener. So they didn't bother to show it. Right. But at least they did. Covered it. They attempted to cover it. Right. So the fight is over. Batman says they're going to go get Bruce and Dick. They're down in the basement. They, Batgirl is gone. Okay. Bruce and Dick or excuse me, Batman and Robin, just leave. Louis the Lilac's just sitting there. There's no one there. Right. So, Batman and, and Robin leave. I want to note, on this, what, what what's the name of this show? Could you remind oh. me? I don't remember. The what, name of this what, what is the, show? No, 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 no. No, not the, not the name of oh, the episode. Batman. Batman. What? I'm sorry. One more time. Batman. Batman. Okay. Yes. On this show called Batman, 
Batman and Robin do not show up until 20 minutes in. That's a great point. They are in for less than three minutes. That's a great point. That's got to be a record that you don't want. Yeah. Louis threatens to come back, which, thank you, God, does not happen. Yes. This is the end of Louis the Lilac. Yes. O'Hara notices the Batman and Robin aren't there, and the Batmobile is gone. It's just, it's a mess. So, we go to Gordon's office. Bruce and Dick are there. Amazingly, Barbara isn't there. It's just Bruce, Dick, O'Hara, Gordon. O'Hara says, well, another canny, colorful crook is in the clink. And... Commissioner James Gordon says the following. The tuckered out police commissioner is going to breathe much easier on my cruise than I'm going on. I think I've earned a vacation. The department's in good hands with Chief O'Hara at the helm. I don't know what is the most... that There are so many lies crammed into that one line of dialogue that he's, well, earned, well, well, a, he's earned a vacation. He's tuckered the, out. He's gonna, we're into a third season here. The man has not had a vacation. Well, what has he done? I, I think he does. It's a very stressful, high-level job. I think he deserves a vacation after three seasons. Well, he's not going to get one because Bruce was like, well, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't want to tell you this, but you can't, you can't really go on that cruise because next week there's a luncheon in your honor. It was supposed to be a surprise, but we can't have you leaving town. It's a big, big event. We're all going to, we're all going to have a, a party to celebrate your greatness, Commissioner Gordon. And Gordon says, well, I, I know about it, but I'll, I'll at least act surprised. The narr- their narrator tells us, Commissioner Gordon won't have to act surprised at the affair in his honor. He's going to get the surprise of his life from that dauntless champion of women's rights, Ms. Nora Clavicle. We then meet Ms. Nora Clavicle, who says he certainly is, especially when he discovers he's ex- Police Commissioner. Yes. This will lead us to what many people have said is the worst episode in show history. I disagree with that. But you will find out next week from us if that is true or false. I disagree with that. Time to rate Lotus. Yeah, I mean, ho-hum. Six... I, I said I'm going to give her a seven and a half. It would have been less, but she was so evil yeah, that, yeah. It, that it actually raised the scale. Yeah. So next week we've care got... To guess no- how, care to guess how old she was? How old she was. Mm-hmm. Wow. She wasn't young. Mm-hmm. 34. She was... 30, she was 33. Okay, well, I'm right there, bro. I'm she was a Canadian actress. She was born Nobu Atsumi 
in Ottawa, Ontario. She was the uh, daughter of a uh, Japanese fashion designer. Very nice. Uh, he was stationed in uh, Canada at the time. She was raised in Japan. She studied ballet. She had a modeling career. Eventually led to a beauty pageant in which she won the title of Miss Tokyo. Our next episode is Nora Clavicle and the Ladies Crime Club. Yes. Uh, which is interesting and will be fun to discuss. There's a lot of interesting things to discuss on that show. There is. There is. All right, RD, what is going on at the arcade, my friend? Oh, boy. Meet and Beat Santa is coming up. I mean, it shouldn't be Meet and Beat Santa, but it's it, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, that's coming up December 16th. There's a, a tall guy. It's It may be the world's tallest Santa at these events. He's about this tall. He's about this wide. His face is like this if it had, yeah. So <laughs> the children like to yell at him, and sometimes he goes full heel RD and Very nice. lays it uh, back on those brats. What about the snow globes? The snow are they up yet? The snow globes? I, I don't know what you're talking. Snow you globes. Know, the stuff you put on the, front the thing lawn. you shake up. And oh, you... the thing you put on the front. The lawn. blow molds. Yeah, the blow molds. Are they up yet, man? They're not up at the Reynolds Ranch. They are. We do have. Uh, we actually have the tallest one that I have. Okay, is <clears throat> I want to say it's like five and a half feet tall. Okay, big plastic five and a half foot tall thing that you put out in your yard okay what do you think happens when you have something that's that plastic that tall that hollow blows over blows away blows over so we actually said you know what this year we're going to give him a new home he actually now is in the front window at rupert's so we do have i do have some blow molds up none at the reynolds ranch but uh we switch you know it's a retail location so yep. we switched Rupert's Kids Arcade <clears throat> over, uh, like, right after uh, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so there's tons of stuff up there. That place oh, looks fun. so cool. That's awesome. So cool man. during Christmas time. So, that is yeah. awesome. Wrestle Crab, what's going on, my friend? I am just inducted. One of my favorite. I can't believe it's taking me this long. You may have been there for this. I don't know. It would have been... The, uh, were you there? In, no, you got there October of 99. Is that correct? Right. WCW. Yes. Okay. This would have been before you came. I was going to credit you for this because it was so ridiculously hysterical. It's a feud between Sid and Goldberg. Okay. They, you would think, oh, you're just going to have these two guys. They're just going to go beat each other up. Well, Sid, of course, was famous for having, or excuse me, Goldberg was, of course, famous for having the streak right. <clears throat> that got everybody interested. You know, what what number can you run this up to and everything else? They they ruined the streak, but there's there's a book that you could read about that. It's called Death of WCW. Please help out. I, I've got a kid that's going to college. The more that I can get. Anyway, <clears throat> so Sid uh, Goldberg had the streak. Sid was recreating the streak. And... <laughs> He 
he would just it wasn't wins apparently apparently if he like powered bombed somebody or punched somebody or looked at someone the wrong way at a, a Wendy's drive through or something uh, it would it would count as a win so he he had formulated this streak they started to have this feud they had a, a restraining order <clears throat> so they couldn't touch each other so what happened is each week Sid would come to the event he would park his car Goldberg would go pay somebody off to take his car and smash it into a cube. I'm not making this they up. They did that more than once? Yes. Oh. Multiple weeks. Well, I didn't know and, and Sid's overacting. So he comes out. His car is just flat as a pancake. He runs out. He stands on top of the car. He goes, Goldberg! Goldberg! Why me? Why me? Wow, I didn't. I I never oh, knew about that, oh, man. Oh, it's people can. I gotta watch that. Sid, you're all wrong. Him crying out, Nancy Kerrigan style. Why me to the heavens? Is he stood on uh, on the top of a compacted piece of crap car? He's Hall of Fame material in my book. That is awesome. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Nora Clavicle and the Ladies Crime Club. Same bad time. Same bad channel.